Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 180, Episode 5 of Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Friday. It is April 16th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Pfizer. Got the Pfizer. It's a really cool and safe vaccine. Oh, shit. With the Pfizer, does this mean I can't still quarantine? Uh, that is courtesy of N.C. Jensen. Uh, yeah, I got the Pfizer, got that Vax, the, the number one pumping through my veins. Uh, I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Eat spice, come hard, Miles Gray, do it well. Eat spice, come hard, Miles Gray, do it well. The cum stains my shirt when I'm playing with my pee The cum stains my hurt. Okay, anyway, that one's from at Autumn Greenleaf. That's a reference to my appearance on Behind the Bastards, where we talked about yeah, the wonderful was... <laughs> Dr. Kellogg. Uh, yeah. who notoriously did not want people to masturbate to the point of genital mutilation and hated spice, hated flavorful food. It's so not I that c- he didn't want them to masturbate so much that they mutilated their genitals. He didn't, he mutilated people's genitals to avoid masturbating to avoid. even once. Yes, yeah. exactly. And, and then also he himself was a virgin yeah. who never came and never ate spicy food. So on the show, I was saying the way we have to fight back against Dr. Kellogg is to eat spice and just come hard. <laughs> come hard. Eat spice, come hard. You know? Anyway, you know. yeah, shout out to that great MIA video as well. Yeah. <laughs> I love that song. The actual, uh, the bad girls one. Not yes. the eat spice, come hard one. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I got you. Uh, we are thrilled. We're lucky, fortunate to be joined in our third seat by the brilliant, the hilarious, the talented Brian Husky. Oh, you are welcome. You are welcome oh, to so me. Thank you so much for me. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm trying to picture what kind of gentle mutilation you would do to create a preventative masturbation program like is it were there nails embedded in the penis i mean there there were devices there were just things like you know uh just traditional female genital mutilation like to try and uh, you know remove any source of pleasure oh wow touching the genitals to that point because just like really lame logic of like well when we go to these sanitariums these people these disturbed people they all masturbate <laughs> so based on that logic masturbating is yeah. a sign of all kinds of dysfunction a plus right. b equals z right exactly <laughs> other <laughs> letters don't matter yeah. yeah right wow. couldn't be anything to do with boredom well, I agree with them. I yeah, uh, I yeah, couldn't. I think that that is really the cause of a lot of societal problems is the fact that we're not keeping our 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 essence inside <laughs> of ourselves. Right, exactly. <laughs> we're we losing can... our connection to God. Amen, brother. Yeah, Miles Davis got it. Doctor Strangelove got it. <laughs> there are all these. I mean, if that reverse logic worked, like spicy food would probably be way more popular, right? than it is is that is that a thing that has ever been posited by anyone besides kellogg clark that, kellogg what's his name john that, carvey Kytel, john harvey kellogg, kellogg. John like, Har- people <laughs> so he was like spiciness makes you uh hornier is that a thing that has 
like gone down. Like, no, it was more that like it it'll just like bother you because if it's too stim, it's the stimulation that's right. too much. Right. So overly, if you're just overly stimulated, then now you're in a state of chaos. So just keep it nice and level with the gruel. Yeah. Well, that's why during the summer, like, like people get you get hot and you get bothered. Right? Oh, right. And the right. bothered part is the need to ejaculate. Right. right. Or to <laughs> orgasm. So, yeah. That's anytime uh, someone says that, that's what they're referring to. Yeah. And he supported air conditioning around that. He was like, please, if we can get something to lower the temperature in the room. So, because I can't, I can't see everybody just yanking on themselves <laughs> please, anymore. Please do something about the weather. Wait, is this Kellogg the cereal? Yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah. And his brother is the one who sort of was the face of was the, the cereal was yeah. to kind of be like, yeah, look, I get my other brother is <laughs> sort of a popular doctor still, <laughs> like where many people went to that, uh, you know, that sanitarium he had. Yeah. Or well, what did he call it? A wellness, whatever the fuck they call a it. A wellness vault. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the road to Wellville as uh, Yeah, Wellville, that that's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, but yeah, like it's just, anyway, check it. The episode was fully disturbing and like now, months uh, long baths was a thing that i hadn't heard of until that episode that uh, they yeah to stay in water in just, water yeah look you know yeah. when when god comes into your brain uh figuratively and says look i'm giving you the power and knowledge to save our people you get these mm-hmm. ideas like this right um, there's seventh day adventists the also strong ben and wrong. Carson. Also ben yeah. strong and wrong. I would say anyone who's starting a new country, don't base this on Puritan values. I think that's the big takeaway. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It, right. just, it just sets everybody off on the wrong foot from the get-go. But that's such a strange origin story that like Kellogg's cereal started from an ethos of things shouldn't taste like anything. They should <laughs> Yeah, or you're gonna you're gonna lose it masturbating and become yeah. a criminal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, I mean, it does have a cock on the front of the... Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. It's one of the few <laughs> foods that has in, a, in very unnatural colors, I might add. Right. Yeah. Yeah. From the lack of stimulation. I don't know. Looks like a sick cock to me. <laughs> I know. What was yeah. the discussion around the co- in the company? I was like, we'd like to add a little bit of sugar to the cereal. It's like, what? Uh, no! Yeah. People Fine. were getting impregnated. No. <laughs> Uh, all right, Brian, we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a oh, moment. First, mm. we'll tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. We're going to talk about the Chauvin defense, Chauvin defense, and just, yeah, so some interesting arguments being presented by them, uh, like physics-defying arguments, it seems. Uh, mm. But, you know, they're just going... Do, doing what they can to mm. cast doubt on what literally everyone saw from multiple angles. We're going to talk about the possibility of reparations, uh, this House bill that was introduced. Only talk the possibility, about, though. Yes. Just we'll the, get into you know, the very the whole The thing called the Republicans. Uh, yeah. So yes. TBD. Uh, we'll talk about uh, whether police should be armed. We'll talk about how the right is reacting to the Johnson and Johnson pause, all of that, plenty more. Mm-hmm. But first, Brian, hmm. we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Get ready to be titillated and excited because for my search history, and this, I'm just going to go through the very last search. Yeah, do. Michael's online coupon. 
Okay. Oh, if you're you wild, need, man. yeah, if you need to find 11 by 17 frame for a flyer for your band that you had in college <laughs> and you don't want to spend too much money, you go to Michaels. And nice. then you realize how can this company survive based on their massive amount of discounts because you already are getting 50% <laughs> right. off and then you find another coupon for 30% off. So then you're buying mm. these frames for like $4. Right. Wait, and they let you, they let you stack coupons? At oh, they, they, oh, it's I yeah. taught I talked to somebody who was checking out. I was like, "How do you guys stay uh, afloat?" <laughs> and she's just like, "We're kind of like a dollar store." Like, oh, oh, wow. So oh, you guys yeah. just buy not great stuff and make it seem like you're just so, oh, yeah, like it. there's lead in everything here. Oh, yeah, everything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. like that's why we wear these like arc welding masks yeah. when we're just ringing stuff up. <laughs> yeah, China gives us the stuff that they can't sell to. That's unsafe their for consumers. their people. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that styrofoam uh, decorative ball that you're going to turn into a Christmas oh, one is just packed together yeah. anthrax. So, oh yeah, uh, if that cracks even the slightest, <clears throat> evacuate your home. Oh and my open god, all the windows. The whole call call the call the CDC because it's yeah. fucking it's the next wave. <laughs> Has anyone oh. ever gone to a Bed Bath and Beyond or Michaels without a coupon? Like, I feel like those are places what am I, that you fucking Warren Buffett. Can... I don't, when you, do you make a big deal? It's like, <clears throat> paying full price over here. Don't give a hey, shit. Look at me. 20% off what? There you go. Come on you, now. You keep that 20% for yourself, sweetheart. Yeah, you buy yourself something nice. Because I like, thank you, though. I love the Yankee Candle Woodwick collection. Yeah. Get yourself yeah. a candle that'll probably cause nasal damage if you smell it. Go ahead. The. I remember during Christmas, though, because I, I get on a bit of a scented candle kick during the holidays because I just oh, want God. I want my house to smell like a Karen nightmare of just <laughs> like, wee! Because yeah. I grew up with, like, anti-Christmas house, so the pendulum has just swung the other way in my adulthood, like, making up for the lack of American Christmas sense. And every day, Bed Bath & Beyond be like, hey, man, you want, like, uh, like 25% off if you just pick it up right now? Like, it, there was... it. It, at a certain point, it was almost foolish to go there and not use a coupon because they were almost begging you to be like, come on, man, just use this fucking coupon. Oh, yeah, please. yeah. Right. What yeah. else we got to do? Yeah, it's all contraband. It's all from like pirate ships. You know, they're just like <laughs> these freight liners that they hijack and then they sell through Michael's. <laughs> yeah. That's funny that they like treat their candle consumers like addicts. Like yeah. they're just yeah. like, oh, yeah, we... We've got another you know one. He's tilting. He's tilting. Oh, yeah. He's That's <laughs> the thing. When you walk in, they usually have like, you know, flats of them right by the door. And it is a gauntlet of fragrance <laughs> that you must yeah. survive to get through. And my daughter oh, and I would always do a thing. I was like, do you want to do the, the candle sniff? And we would like test each one. Mm. And it's just a weird, it's just some far end of like the fragrance scale of just like, eh. <laughs> they're not real. You know, they're not real. And they're an approximation of like the ocean, but really, yeah. this is probably like. If know. the ocean smells like that, it's because like it's a people, someone threw a bunch of Tide Pods away at the same time. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't sell chemical fire as a candle, but we'll right, call right. it Sea Breeze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just kind of only a little bit of my nose hairs. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. Low Tide. That, that would tide. be one that probably wouldn't better. sell yeah. sell very well. Yeah, uh, yeah the Exxon ocean, often the ocean <laughs> yeah. smells like complete shit. L.A. River low tide in May. Mm -hmm. Just drove over the L.A. River. Body in low tide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is something you think is overrated, Brian? Mm. This is going to be a weird one, but I'd, I'd say like news news coverage of of what's been going on lately, especially around in Minneapolis. It feels like 
It's overrated in that it's underrated. I feel like they're they've done a a, a poor job of sort of really like focusing on like no, this is a serious situation again. I feel like we're back to this point where they're kind of like, and there's a situation going on, but don't worry because we're in a different time now and it's not cause for yeah. concern. This is not 2021. the thing. Yes, yeah, 2021. So we're not going to sort of stoke the fear. We're going to find something else to stoke the fear about. So I don't know. I guess overrated is sort of like, uh, this sounds like I'm saying fake media but or fake news, but it's not that. It's just like, it's like. I mean, it's, yeah, disingenuous media. Yeah. Corporate yeah. media that has Un- absolutely inequipped to actually report what is happening. Anyway. Yeah. Unbiased reporting is becoming uh, uh, both o- overrated and underserved. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's my sort of stumbling through a, a thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even like then, it's just, it's true. I mean, I think it's also just exhausting to think like, fuck, like we can't even fucking count on these news to even do what it's supposed to because yeah. it's just clearly it's become this other form of journalism that isn't what I think we need journalism to be, which is just this very straightforward accounting without being uncomfortable I think because a lot of the, I think the issue is now we've turned things like white supremacy and racism into like opinion type things. Right. right. We can't yeah. objectively just say this is racism. This is mm-hmm. systemic white supremacy showing its face again, as we've seen many times over yes. the course of this country's history. Yeah. Uh, rather than like, huh, it's. I don't. Yeah. What do we say? Like, yeah. I guess we'll just debate taser colors. For there's a thing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they should be purple, like a fun like <laughs> pink. Make it a fun pink violation of your human rights. Just yeah. Just, just make it there's, pop yeah. a little bit. There's a thing that happens that's uh, been annoying me since the summer, where the media will approach you know somebody who's protesting or demonstrating or organizing. And ask them to like speak at length about the thing like that they've just been saying over and over again that like it's it's like putting an onus on them to like provide something that I don't know. And then the media just cuts back to like a wide shot of like an angry crowd. They love they love to, Mm -hmm. you know, scare people with an angry mob. But it's just it's not complicated what what's being said but the the media is like and what what's going on like what it, yeah can you tell us what you feel and it's just yeah. like it took what three and a half years basically for them to start to kind of identify trump's actions as like this is authoritarian right procedure yeah this is authoritarian structuring this is finding the holes in our democracy and exploiting them which is this authoritarian approach to dismantling existing democracy and you know and but up to that point it was this kind of like he has an unusual approach to our 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 democracy there's such a there's such an inherent need to to protect the system you know to protect the idea of the systemic racism exists within a system that we don't want to admit or identify is varnished with its own sin and its own you know dysfunction we still right. have to be like, no, I mean, our buildings are marble and white for a right. reason because it's right. hard to, you know, they don't stain. But it's like, <laughs> it's like no, blood sticks to that stuff too. It's, I don't right. know. No, I'm working on a, a, 
ongoing uh, poem. Clearly, <laughs> this just a spoken word piece that I'm just gonna. <laughs> Alabaster white walls Alabaster. still can't hide the transgressions <laughs> of generations past. The human chain is also one of bondage, not right. linking us together. I mean, that's probably where the news would go to avoid being a little bit more clear-eyed about things. Like, and here's a spoken word poet, right? To kind yeah. of like yeah. just have, it's... just have, do things at the top of the hour to say the problem of systemic racism in the United States is ongoing. Just, yes. do, I mean, it's just like even with COVID, they got tired of that counter for after like fucking three months, yeah, right? Like day, whatever, right? Uh, yeah, because you don't want to actually get people to be like fuck right this is bad and i think in the Mm -hmm. same way there's just a lack of courage or desire to rock any kind of boat unfortunately and this boat is just the laziest analysis on the societal ills of this country well it's like the it's a litigious fear you know what i mean like they do not want to say anything that will get them in some kind of like libel state i imagine i don't know it just it's it sort of or, or the, you know the argument is like we can't label something unless there's proof but we're dealing with like issues that are like there's i mean there's videotape proof as you right. know with, with children so but it's like but even that even fact documented fact does not hold the same uh, water that it used to because well and it's yeah it, it's you I I kind of have like a lot of revelations about the news and like how the news approaches these important subjects by watching ESPN during the day mm-hmm. and like hearing them have to be like 18 levels deep on an argument about something that is so fucking simple and it's just like but they that it's like the news is coming from this perspective of like we we have to ignore the fact that you've been telling us what is wrong and telling mm. us what you're angry about for the past 200 years. Like, right. and that the thing that is frustrating is that we have to keep saying it. And instead you're just saying, keep saying it. Could you uh, keep saying that into this microphone? Uh, mm. while like, well, well, put that into perspective. What's first. happened? What's what gone on here? Feeling? Yeah. Holy yeah. smokes. I am only now just noticing it. Right. Give us, give us your, oh, whoa, he, they just said racism. Let's cut back to the studio where we can just have a nebulous crowd shot of angry brown faces. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just leave and then that be the discourse. Yeah. Uh, because it's, that's, but I mean, I think until like more people in the media can actually have a reckoning with their place in upholding this system of oppression too through their reporting, mm-hmm. uh, there's not going to be much of a change. And I think people are going to have to become more and more discerning and cynical uh, in terms of like, who is telling them what about what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's sort of you have to take the information you're getting at a very sort of like, here's the broad stroke information that you know what the nuance probably is. You know, hopefully you do, but um, they're not going to give it to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I, I've heard other people say, oh, yeah, I get, I, I get my perspective on what's going on here in the US from, the Guardian UK or, you know, some, some other yeah. e- European uh, news sources because <laughs> they can A different like, white supremacist country. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they, uh, yeah, what is their, what is their perspective on our white supremacy? I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's certainly a better Messy. form because it's just like even during the Bush years too was when I was first like realizing, I was like, oh shit, 
I can't find news about anything to do with Iraq from like the U.S. media. Like I have mm-hmm. to, I have to read the BBC or Al Jazeera or something like that because I'm getting like the Raytheon Power Hour right. uh, from like these other outlets, <laughs> and I'm like, this is so fucking vague and like yeah. not even remotely giving like a critical eye or examination of what's happening. Yeah, the only thing they do convey. And this is what was so brilliant about the Daily Show is just, or currently is like, it's like we will shovel up the gravitas and the indication that we are, we know that this is an issue and that we really feel that this is an issue and, and we're angry about it too, but we can't quite express that opinion. Like that's as far as they will do. They will, they will go through the kind of like, and it's, it's pretty condescending. Like I, you know, when somebody kind of meets you with like, hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I hear you. <laughs> and right. you just want to fucking punch them in the face because you're like, no, don't hear me. Like, be here with me. Be no, in no, this no, I, with no, no, no. That's that's too active. Yeah, I right. hear you. I'm, yeah, I'm here hear. for the passive part. Yeah. Just to hear. Oh my god, really? Oh, I will check this off my list so I can sleep oh. at night. I was I outraged c- for a moment. Oh, you should have seen me last week, Bill. I was at this party and this brown guy said something and I was like, oh, God, I hear you. I hear you. So, (laughs) you know, I've done my part in this Uh fight. You know what I mean? So uh, where's that caddy of ours? (laughs) Pretty slow today. It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Brian, what's up that you think is underrated? This is going to sound way cheesy, but I think it's based on a bunch of encounters I've had lately. It's like, I cannot emphasize... um, empathy and compassion right now because <laughs> we're like we're all fucking at the end of this tunnel and right. we can either bottleneck ourselves up at it and just like i you know i could easily see everyone just like almost crossing the finish line with the vaccine and stuff and then but just just killing each other before we get there <laughs> right. and just forgetting that we've all gotten this far and it would be just insane if we just like lose sight of like we all want to end this thing so let's just kind of recognize that each other and and do our part and this is based on this douche that goes up and down my steps without a mask on and uh jesus and said to me um good luck staying alive out there and uh really yeah i i i've asked him a few times he's got some problems i can tell you can tell he's he he, just the way he sits on the steps he sits with this wide legged man spread thing and he's he's an infection yeah neighborhood yeah, <laughs> he's like, look at this unmasturbated dick that I got. <laughs> Kellogg would be so proud of me. <laughs> I'm eating wet cardboard for dinner tonight. Yeah, I'm eating tasteless glop. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, everything I had was just like, I fantasized pushing him down the steps. I, I sort yeah. of half-assed, yelled at him, and my kid was with me, so I was like, kind of swallowed it, so it ended up being like, you're an asshole! Um, <laughs> <laughs> just did not uh, land. Oh, did not stick it. But in your kid's memoir. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I remember that day. <laughs> My dad sort of stood up to someone. Maybe not. There was a. Uh... I, I felt like going to the uh, like I got my first dose of the vaccine this morning in a parking garage, and it was like. They, they, you know, they had the stanchions, you had to like walk around the ropes and everything, but there's just like a sense of, I don't know, I feel like that's a good remedy to any, you know, sort of antisocial like feelings or anybody mm. who's, it, it's just like a, a whole mass of people who are there to like help solve a, a social problem and yeah. goodwill. We sat mm-hmm. there uh, in 
like waiting our 15 minutes and uh, did not have the negative vibes of like a DMV. It, it looks exactly like a DMV where everybody's seated in chairs, like all facing the same direction. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like everybody was just very happy to be there and happy to see people were dressed up. This is oh. by far the most dressed up I've been in because uh, I'm not wearing sweatpants. <laughs> right, right. I was going to say, like, you're wearing a suit jacket, but you just tore the sleeve off when they're like, all right, <laughs> which arm do you want? And you're like, break it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you could have just, okay, whatever. <laughs> you clearly had an eye, and you clearly envisioned this day in your very specific way. But, like, leaving my house is such a, such a treat for me now. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like, wow, there yeah. is an outside world with people I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's take a quick break and we'll come right back. No. All right. So we're uh, still hanging here, mm-hmm. uh, waiting until Brian's ready to take a break. Are you ready now for a break? Um, all right. Take a break now. Fine. All right. Good. Okay. Uh, we're going to take that break. And we're back. Uh, and... So uh, the prosecution in the Derek Chauvin case has rested, and now it's time for the defense to uh, pull out all the stops, explain (laughs) uh, why what we all saw uh, was not what we all saw. And it's, it's wild. I mean, like some of these expert witnesses, it's just like, I don't know. Like, where is this, is this a, a thing where you will be able to continue to consider yourself like a functional human being after after doing this i mean this is the thing for people who are the defense lawyers and experts for people like Derek chauvin you're you're operating in a different on a different wavelength yeah because you're like fuck all right let me put the cape on for white supremacy and try and obscure the facts as best as i can and trying well i can go to sleep at night because i'm a goblin so and I live on the side of a church and I turn to stone at night. So the whole thing is like their Go expert witness is so this guy Fowler is just an absolute fucking clown with the theory. Like the, essentially this guy is almost suggesting he's like, you know, maybe George Floyd was actually dead before the police arrived. <laughs> right. yeah. Have like, you ever considered that? It's all, like these are the kinds of swings he's taking. And the whole thing isn't even like a clear theory that he has it's just to be like well it could have been i don't know could have been that could have been that you know could have right. been, been white supremacy mm-hmm. doesn't exist i don't know guys what am i doing up here so he says first a few of the theories floyd's oxygen intake was impeded by the exhaust pipe of the nearby police car uh-huh mm-hmm. where the, he was being knelt on then right. he also did concede during the cross-examination that he didn't know anything about the car, what kind of exhaust came out, or even if it was running at the time. Right. So <laughs> they were like, Tesla. okay. He had no idea. How, he's like, all right, how's this? Let me, all right, new angle, new angle. How about this <laughs> one? Perhaps a tumor found in Floyd's lower abdomen could have contributed to a sudden surge of adrenaline that led to, quote, sudden cardiac arrhythmia. What? Yeah. Yeah. This is like arguing with the person who's just trying to argue like you don't know it, it's a, lo- a lot like arguing with a conspiracy theorist or like a flat earther who's like how or do you know you've been right yeah. you've been to you've been to space have you flown up there and seen the curvature of earth because yeah then, well that's yeah. the, that's their ploy like they're just leaning into how do you know uh, doubt yeah. you know their only thing is like you have to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt well from, yeah and, and we doing don't, that th- 
the thing where they they give themselves intellectual cover for their racism, which mm-hmm. is to be like, well, it, it couldn't just been that this guy just killed this black guy because right. he's a racist. It could have been this. It could have mm-hmm. been that. Because for me to agree with you that this officer, then I have to actually acknowledge this form of racism on some level, which I'm not willing to do. So yeah. I would rather retreat to the safety of these intellectually disingenuous arguments of, for example, the position of Chauvin's knee during the arrest, saying it wasn't necessarily restricting Floyd's breathing. And if it was, there would be evidence of bruising on his body. Uh, there was bruising on his <laughs> body. The prosecutors, entered, they they showed that evidence. Right. Yeah. So it's just like, again, this is it's just an exhausting exercise in trying to deal with this, you know, expert. And this is seems to be his specialty, uh, obscuring black death, because this is another this from the Daily Beast quote. Uh, though not part of the Chauvin case, Fowler is currently being sued for his expert testimony in another case in Maryland where police killed a black teen and arrest the parent, the teen's parents described as, quote, chillingly similar to George Floyd's. But a death that Fowler similarly testified was, quote, accidental. Wow. Cool. So he's like the special forces, white supremacy op, you know, like operative. Let me help. What is it? Is it looks like a clear cut case of this murder. Yeah, they bring all. Here's a bunch of mush. But we have and, we have such a longstanding relationship in systemic racism with with um, logic and science and mm. the neutrality of using that as a, a rationalizing. And kind of eradicating any kind of like humane perspective on it. It just reduces it down to like, okay, if we're just talking about if the law is about like, what are the specific facts and we're and this, the science behind it, the specific facts, that's Mm -hmm. all they're going to lean into. And that's all that. And that's going to be their safety point because I think the next step that we do in this fucking country is like, but that, that is what justice is, is based on truth. It's true right. on, on fact mm. and truth. And so these impassioned, you know, from our perspective, completely logical uh, uh, arguments of like, you have documentation of someone being murdered. You have someone being crushed and right. slowly choked. You're like, yeah, that's while what we see on the inside. Yeah, while screaming about it. Yeah. They're being like, no, nah, but we need to get into really get under the hood here. Because otherwise, if this poor man is wrongly accused our entire system, you know, would be upended. And yeah. it's, and it's always, it That's is something of other people have been wrongly accused. It's constantly <laughs> this thing of like, the system needs to be protected. The system needs to be sort of like the fragility of the system is being tested and we have to kind of uphold it. That, that, that's my imagining of what this. Well, this, yeah, it's the last line because, well, because yeah, the system itself is inherently racist. Yeah. So to acknowledge it would, it would I would have to crumble more in the sense that justice would have to be applied in this context where normally wouldn't be able to retreat under the cover of law or legalese to sort of explain away what actually happened. I mean, if you remember my great poem I just did, like these (laughs) alabaster uh, temples that are stained with blood. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we just don't want, they're like, oh my God, can you imagine the paperwork involved if we admit we're, we're a racist country? Yeah. No, we can't deal it's with too that. Much too much, man. It's too if it's much. really bad, then yeah. If they don't know how to stick to the script and keep it low, then mm-hmm. yeah, sure, we'll do that to create some semblance of justice. But that's not what this whole thing is. Yeah. And the other thing that was going on during this whole portion, again, even journalists and people who are observing the trout, they weren't even clear if any of this testimony from these experts was actually helping Chauvin at all. They were more like, 
I think this is harming him. Yeah. Because this right. stuff is so nonsensical. One of the last things Fowler said was he saw no evidence that Floyd was oxygen deprived because he didn't complain during the arrest of experiencing problems with his vision, which would be indicative that you are you're you're being deprived of oxygen. You would be seeing these spots, little spots of light and things like that. And because George Floyd only said, I can't breathe. Right. Uh, how do we know? It, this he literally made this argument. And well, I, when yeah. someone's yeah. trying to murder you, you also have to treat them as your doctor. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, you've slit my throat. My carotid yeah. artery has been severed, and therefore right. the blood loss. Like what? The fuck? Give you me like about? a Virginia Wolf style, like stream of consciousness of literally everything you're experiencing. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, I see. But how am I the, supposed to know? How am I? These supposed are the to hoops, know? all to avoid actually, you know giving justice to somebody who's been murdered is just yeah, to right. do all these fucking ridiculous hoops when before it's easy enough for a black person to get killed because he looked at somebody really yeah. uh-huh yeah. and again the defense is laughable because white supremacy is laughable yeah. you know what i mean it doesn't hold up to any scrutiny the mm. idea that because you are white you are owed things so when someone has to go up and try and essentially give some kind of quote medical counterpoint to what is just a clear hate crime that results in a death. Yeah, you look. It looks like absolute nonsense. So I hope the jury is equally as dis- disturbed as most people hearing this would be. But well, there um, there is one jury member who um, apparently is a, a Blue Lives Matter supporter, and she, I think it's a female. And I think she had another. She had voiced at some point some issues she had with Black Lives Matter. So I don't know how the fuck she got on there. But mm. wow. she's, yeah, in the, when, she's in the mix. <laughs> interestingly enough, because when they were looking for, you know, trying to select the jury pool, they had to fill out surveys. Being like, did you hold a sign during the summer? What did it say? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And I wonder wow. if she's like, yeah, I did. It said Blue Lives Matter. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. I think I'd like to have Check. this person introduced. Well, let's throw well, that yeah, in for a little spice. <laughs> that's all it takes, you know, yeah. unfortunately. And that's why this it's that's why this shit is so frustrating, because. Black people are having to look time and again into the eye of this demonic system in this country to say, what the fuck? Right. We don't give a fuck. Yeah. We don't so give can you a tell fuck. us why you're protesting, though, today? Can you, like, put it and into but words? That's, and that's Soundbite. just more insidious because they should right. just be saying, we don't give a fuck. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm here yeah. because I have to I we need to appear a certain way. But really, we don't give a fuck. And if you want the, if you want the proof, look at the outcomes. There's no justice for you. Because yeah, we right. don't give a fuck. Well, that's right. a, that that recurrent thing where they're like, oh, I just don't understand why people damage property and 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 lose control. It's right. just like for us to not have, not for us, I don't know. It's you know, for people to not have the like, yeah. If you were pushed to this point, what the fuck would you do? Like, how would you right. react? We right. see how you like a lot of you people react to having a black kid walk through your neighborhood in South Carolina. You know, you right. lose all control and, and you know, jettison them uh, short of, you know, murdering them. But it's like, but there's no, there's no identification with your, with the other. And that, you know, it is just right. like, um, it's so insane. And it's, and it's so insane because it is insane. It is a, it is a dysfunctional way that we collectively are dealing with trauma. Ongoing yeah. trauma that we that we bring to one another mm-hmm. over and over again. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's cool, <laughs> <laughs> but all, all in all, pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool. Uh, let's talk about this House Bill 
which you know progress that it's getting uh, raised as a as a possibility. At least we're making the Republicans go on the record and squash it. Mm, yeah. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. Just a thing, you know, again, as we're talking, all the ills in this country, especially in regards to racism, we can draw a straight line to slavery and the fact that we have had no reckoning uh, yeah. with it. Uh, absolutely none. Just, you know, here's a month. Yes. How about yeah. that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then other than that, it's just crickets. So, you know, for decades, black lawmakers have been trying to advance legislation that would at the very least begin to formally analyze what needs to be done, how we can right these wrongs. And uh, some legislation did just move out of committee um, to do just that, allowing for the formation of a commission to look at the impacts of slavery, discrimination from fucking 1619 to now Um, and there figure out ways what we need to alter in our educational system, what are the solutions to to right all of the racist wrongs in the country and what kind of compensation should be offered on top of that, considering the just the by design poverty that black people experience. Um, so, yeah, a really great moment when we see those things. But you always realize, yeah, I got out of committee where then it has to be voted on by these other fucking people in this country. And we already have Jim Jordan saying, spend 20 million for a commission. There's already that's already decided to take money from people who were never involved in the evil of slavery and give it to people who are never subject to the evil of slavery. Uh-huh. That's what Democrats on the Judiciary Committee com- committee are doing. Oh, God. So that's cool. that's about it. You know, I mean, it'll get out of the House, but then in the Senate, like, right. Like what? The, so, again, another moments, too, where I think even for people who are you know, looking at politics enough, you go, yeah, well, that's a wrap. Or even black people looking at like, well, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. fucking reparations. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, like, that's that's the cynicism that we live with because I'm yeah. And it's just I think a lot of people are underrating just how exhausting this is really becoming now, uh, yeah. like on top of everything else that yeah. it's truly it's like, I don't know how long we can just keep asking nicely. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and then be have just your face spit in. Right. Yeah. And um, and still try and maintain your dignity or humanity throughout that. And so, uh, shit, I don't know what to do. I mean, like this is until we can we can solve issues like this of having these Jim Jordans and this minority rule in the country. It's like, how come there's fucking no one's going to get anything there? Old. I wonder I mean, if there, the f- I mean, it, I wonder how much effect, you know, there's not immediate effect. Definitely. Like with this kind of thing, it is like, we're going to have a commission to vote on the possibility of mentioning that it could be yes, maybe. Right. But if anything, you know, sort of like on a glacial pace, this in combination with the Chauvin trial in Minneapolis and just this past year with BLM and even, you know, recently with sort of like standing up for uh, Asian, you know, rights and, and abuses and stuff. This, this is like the naive kind of like maybe white liberal hope right. part of me or something, but it's a little bit like, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I guess if, if anything, we just kind of like keep your, keep doing it because if, we're, if, yeah. if it does get to a point where you're like, oh, well we try, we'll just like put it on the back burner for another 20 years. Yeah. The next yeah. time it's going to be real bad, but it's, it's exhausting. It is. And like you said, how much, how much, how much compromising of your dignity of, of, of anyone's dignity and of 
just being traumatized over and over yeah. and over again. How much can can really you stand? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I don't I don't know. And I think you know, unfortunately, glacial pace is like the theme. Yeah, of this thing and yeah, totally. And because of that, generations of people come and go without seeing anything change. Right. So I don't. That's the thing. You know, the people of color are technically a minority in this country. So until the the tipping point really has to come from other people in this country because every er, we all know what the fucking stakes are. People in proximity to us who are allies know what the fucking stakes are. But mm-hmm. it's this whole other se- section of the country that has no interest in looking at this in any other way except their own denial to to maintain comfort. Yeah. And to just avoid thinking that anything could be wrong in this country as well and to just excuse their own ignorance. And it's not just the Republicans either. I mean, by the I'm still can't get past Biden in the aftermath of, you know, the first night of uh, demonstrations in Minneapolis saying that, like, we're waiting to see on like the initial murder of an unarmed, very young man. But there's no excuse. The The one thing that I can, like, say is automatically wrong is looting is mm-hmm. just yeah, so because, frustrating. Well, and because so... that's how he has to still wait, wag a finger at black people. Yeah. Right. That's what yeah. it is. The, he yeah. can't or else he's a race traitor. Right. Mm-hmm. And subconsciously, he's not willing to be a race traitor and say, that is absolutely wrong. This person needs to go to jail immediately. That what we saw was an absolute hate crime. If you if you saw they'd be like, oh, he sounds like a black person. Right. Mm-hmm. Cuz I don't hear white people talking like that. And if they do, they're like very radical activist people, but not people in real positions of power because you you stand to be, you know, your perceived race traitor or whatever the fuck it is, but he you have to still have that position of like, yeah, that was bad, but also remember who's in charge again and i'm gonna let you know by saying that remember capitalism is about protecting capital and property not about people so yeah uh, don't don't break any windows well the crazy thing thing is like he's sort of future trading any any positioning he might have for other you know what i mean it is it's a little bit of a bargaining chip like well i can i could say this but then i would lose this move i could make later for this other thing just the political yeah. aspect of sort of like yeah, yeah i think are... the the political triangulation shit is just old now because yeah like the 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 people that lose out are the ones yeah. that are actually at most risk while you wait to find out what the most efficient position is rather than going full stop on the side of humanity yeah. i just also don't i don't i wish the democrats would kind of learn like okay Clearly, the Republicans have established that there's a precedent, maybe based on our sort of social media, internet world we live in. And I was like, the half-life of scandal and what you've said, there'll be something else to replace it. You know what I mean? Right. He mm-hmm. could have called this called this out and somebody be like, oh, my God, he's, you know, he's not he's not one of us anymore. That's going to get swallowed up and right. would be and would be elevated if it started the conversation like it just if yeah. it jump started yeah, a little bit you need one very white celebrity to do something like that and spark the outrage and be like what's the problem what mm-hmm. did i right. say that's wrong and right. i'm going to be the one to say Spot what's the, the fucking problem with you 
Yeah, the Democrats true. triangulation like kind of reminds me, it seems like it's of a piece with the what we're talking about on the journalism side of this, like both sides in it and like triangulation of yeah. okay, so the Republican side is this, but the other side, the people who are being murdered on video uh while screaming I can't breathe are saying this. So mm-hmm. we have to like who tip talk the elections in sides. our favor every right. fucking time. Right. right. So we have to talk about both sides and it just like you know that the documentary 13th like the villain of that is like the clinton administration Mm -hmm. like the Mm -hmm. fucking and it's all well i am a democrat by name and so therefore i have to do these republican things to like confuse people into like both sides into supporting me and it's just like that shit is so far past i mean it should have never existed but what is has harris had anything like I haven't, because she was so sort of front and center on so many. I feel like anytime it was a statement from the president, it was also a statement from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't heard anything, you know, reaction or otherwise from her. Yeah, I mean, at that point, I've been emailing her and stuff. It's not right now. <laughs> I mean, I think the thing was just sort of very milk toast, kind of like, you know, this is going to happen. I think what this is uh, quote: "Folks will keep dying if the country does not address racial injustice." Mm. Okay, Vice President Harris. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got yeah. any fucking ideas? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck? Talk to old man Joe. But again, this is why, like, it's that's why it's so disheartening, too, because no matter who's in the office, there's just these everyone is still cut from the same cloth of only rocking the boat to certain degrees. Yeah. No one's no one's going to flip the table and the table flippers get fucking marginalized real quick mm-hmm. yeah that's just how the system you know it, that's how it protects itself it's like oh, oh this person has big table flipping energy to the sides you go you know that or they're now i feel like they kind of position as like oh that's the, that's just their brand that's the bullshit that they're like putting out there that they're actually this person like there there's there's a real point i mean it's always existed politics but i feel now like there is a very poisonous sort of ag- acknowledgement of like Everybody's got their kind of brand. Everybody's got their sort of like persona. You know, the fact that they come at AOC is just like, she's just coming, she's just like leaning hard into this like 20 something kind of liberal, you know, trying to grab her base in that way. And so it doesn't. You think that? Huh? You think that? I do. I mean, AOC is being performative with her progressivism. I don't, but I've heard people say, you know, that, that there's an aware, there's that sure. thing of like, there, you have to have an awareness of who you're speaking to, but you also have, I, I, I think there's the cynical version is, is that, that there's like, oh, it's a performative thing. Like who, who knows how genuine they are. Yeah. And once we start to call that out in each other, then you just, then you cannot, it's hard to sort of invest any kind of hope and faith in collective efforts, you know what I mean? If we're mainly with our, our leaders and stuff. Well, I think uh, that's why we have to ditch the notion that these people are going to do anything. Meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, like or not put, like, yeah, not put, put the full onus of like, oh, they're here to save us. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. And I just you even look at like uh, the natural disasters that have occurred. I hear more stories anecdotally about people in the community just helping each other than the fucking than FEMA coming through with some oh, shit. Completely. You know what I mean? Like, especially like in Texas when things were, completely fucked up like people were like fuck it we're gonna have to we're we're gonna help each other out yes there is government assistance but there's on some level uh, i think we 
we've realized police aren't going to fucking protect us. And yeah. these politicians, all they do is just fucking perf- just do their fucking stand up sets and on the hill. And we're mm-hmm. like, great, cool. Let's go home. I think you are describing libertarianism at work, Miles. Uh, <laughs> they're big, they're bigger in the stand up stuff. Yeah. <laughs> every, every man for himself. Mm-hmm. Neighbors will take care of neighbors. Uh, it's all good. Yeah, yeah no, well, certain that. neighbors will take <laughs> care of certain neighbors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and by take care of, uh, I think you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, that... shut the blinds and act like we're not home. Right. <laughs> right. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. I approve this one. <laughs> and we're back. And uh, let's talk about the Johnson and Johnson, the Johnson and Johnson pause. The U.S. health officials recommended a pause in distributing the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. And, you know, Australia straight up canceled their entire order of Johnson and Johnson vaccines and have decided to abandon the goal of inoculating its entire adult population by year end. So well, there's there's been some pretty drastic uh, responses you know, it is a one in seven million risk uh, at this point in terms of like fatality, wow. uh, which is about the same as being struck by a bolt of lightning. And for the at risk group, women under 50, it's about the same odds as overdosing on Tylenol in a given year. Like I had the thought today when I was getting like there's so many people lining up to get vaccinated that I was like, if there had been one person who died at this at this vaccine center like i'd still probably take it because it's like otherwise society stops functioning like you you need to just be willing to i don't know it yeah. it, it seems like a very a, a huge unwillingness to think about things in terms of like math and numbers and logic i can't understand if if they're if it's a big pharma self-protection thing Probably, or yeah. if it's a we don't want a mass hysteria reaction to happen where people are like, oh, you can't get this one because it will cause a blood clot. And so it just end up being people, people being well, like too late for that, my yeah. friend, <laughs> because uh, the top post on Facebook about Johnson and Johnson uh, so Facebook. I'll read you Wait, the. Are we saying that as if it's a news website? It is a news website. I mean, Fred. I know that's. Uh... So the top five are. Uh, I'll read you two through five. <laughs> the top headline is. So two through five are CNN, ABC News, the New York Times, and Fox News uh, are the top five responses. The number one in terms of interactions is <laughs> a guy by the name of Anomaly. Anomaly, yes. He is a news analyst and hip-hop mm. artist. The first O. Go on. The mm-hmm. O in Anomaly is a zero. Uh, he thinks the pandemic is a government, a cover for government control, and he's he's number one. Yeah, and, yeah I think he has an album with Pete Rock coming out pretty soon. <laughs> uh, Pete Rock is also a news analyst and hip-hop artist with similar takes. Oh, does he really? Two. Oh, Pete Rock is so... For, for all the watched hip-hop fans who remember Pete Rock and CL Smooth, <laughs> I reminisce over him when he didn't have an Instagram account <laughs> to send out his, like, ridiculous fake news shit. But really? this guy, this he this man who has no shirt on with the no long shirt, hair. Long, straight hair, uh, oh, wow. beard, uh, looking 
like a snack, I have to say. Uh, but <laughs> no, no, like just looking like the least uh, trustworthy human. Uh, Dude, he on... looks like the least trustworthy person at a fucking music festival. Right. Yeah. You wouldn't buy drugs from this guy, but you will take his uh, Johnson Johnson uh, analysis. So in in that vein of wildly untrustworthy people uh, reporting on Johnson Johnson. Tuesday's episode of Tucker Carlson. Oh, uh, Tucker claimed that the number of people who have had dangerous side effects from the shot is, quote, much higher uh, without pointing to, you know, like any sources or evidence of any kind uh, and wildly speculated that none of the vaccines work and they're simply not telling you that. They're simply not telling you that. And said there are reasons to believe the number of people who have suffered adverse side effects is much higher. Um, there are reasons than, because the, the reasons are fear. Yeah, the reasons are yeah. that is good for my ratings. That's mm-hmm. great. Re- great reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Later speculated that the COVID-19 vaccine doesn't work, like I said. So the other right wing personality who has weighed in uh, and I kind of love this is that Donald Trump. Uh, has weighed in on something they're calling Telegram. I don't know if that is a social media uh, outlet, like a social media platform, or if he just sent a Telegram and that's <laughs> He's trying to get that to catch yeah. on. You know, released Telegram, on right? Telegram. Do I? <laughs> We're gonna have a. Mo- yeah, it's an app. It's okay. an app. You never message on Telegram. I don't think so. Okay. No, I'm old as fuck. Uh, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, you guys use fax machine? Fax machine's a great app. Yeah, Jack's always like, hey, get me another roll of facsimile paper. I'm like, (laughs) a roll of it? Fuck. (laughs) Remember that shit came on a roll? Anyway, hey, we're all here. But he posted (laughs) his theory that this is all like the government trying to help out uh, Pfizer because who knows why. But like literally nobody covered it. It didn't make uh, a dent. Was it DT? DT, Downtown yeah. DT? Downtown this? Donald T. Yeah. Um, interesting. Interesting. It, I saw Ivanka, in. she got her shot and she posted on Instagram and like all her followers were like so pissed off. Uh, oh, really? Was she was like, thank you, Nurse Torres. Everyone get your shot and let's be safe. And like, and it uh, predictably is just stuff like, uh, I have an immune system for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. I don't have uh, so, an immune system for that. Yeah. Such Looking a try to that. Going back to like the, my, my mother passed away. She got, um, she had breast cancer and then she beat it. And then she was on some supportive medication that had the 0.5%, you know, uh, recipients might have complications and she had complications. Right. So we knew we didn't know that that would happen, but we that is a that is a component of of taking that medicine, and I'm not saying that as sort of like so it's all good. I'm you know I'm fine with it because I'm not. But right, right. On this scale of what we're dealing with, and right. on the scale of how small the risk is, I don't understand why they're just not saying uh, percentage wise. Here is the chance of this happening. Right. The decision is up to you whether you want to do it or not, as opposed to just like pull it all out. So right. I don't know if that's sort of, and it feels like them saying pull it all out really emphasizes that it, to me, it communicates like, well, maybe we don't know what we're doing. Maybe this yeah, isn't working, exactly. you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. It, do, it, it does sort of feel like it creates a, a greater 
uh, it seeds more doubt than it would otherwise. Yeah. I feel like I'm a, I'm a CEO, like sort of like, and it doesn't matter if these people die, but it's not, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, I don't know. Yes. We have to project strength. Yeah. Yeah. But this is once again, like one of the things with the, with the market, like running a society, you can't Mm -hmm. have the market run a society because you have legal exposure. You have like all these different things and it seems, uh, you know, like, like they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And even when we were talking before, like how obviously the, we, science isn't infallible because it's at the end of the day, they're human beings engaging in the method of, you know, research and analysis Mm, and things are learned and unlearned and discoveries are made and assumptions are tested. And so the fact that we still also just have this like weird relationship of like, it's either all right or it's all wrong mm-hmm. also puts them in a weird spot where they're like, well, fuck, like if we say that, then they're not going to fucking believe that. Now we got this whole other information economy that's like undermining any little mistake too. So Unless it's, it's to your benefit with someone being, uh, having a, a knee on their neck, then, right. then sure. you will, then you will want that sort of like doubt space that kind right, of right, right. Well, the fallibility what was that a ford explorer exhaust pipe mm-hmm. you, you never know, I don't know. Oh, yeah it's actually mm-hmm. healthy yeah but yeah. It, unfortunately yeah the, like it every it, every little decision can be looked at in so many ways that it's either going to cause decision paralysis or just these like other just knee-jerk response like pull it and then fuck let's mm-hmm. also not really explain much and the thing that'll just say is that we're pulling it as if right. it's like a bad batch of cookies that we can't sell anymore um yeah it's 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 it's, i don't envy their position at all yeah yeah i don't know how many people who have gotten it if it's sort of uh started a wave of like oh my god is it like how long until it starts to happen like is there a freak out happening around that because you know i know a bunch of people got the the j and j and they're like right so it's like they don't have to go back a second time i have to go back next week and i have to drive way far away because i scored one <laughs> that was like <laughs> in the in the boonies um yeah. and now you know but i literally have like well i'm glad i don't have to deal with that, that yeah you know that other version of it but yeah sure. no it's definitely i mean it's not perfect anything of this size where you're like injecting an entire population of people <laughs> with something probably like there's going to be like it's shocking that there's not more like infections or mm-hmm. you know like uh, who knows somebody but that's how scared of needles is. like passes yeah. out and like hits their head like that yeah it, that's what's amazing is that like it's been this trouble free and that this has been the response to the one complication in the entire fucking country right yeah i'm always like the people who make the argument that it is a um government effort to control people i they have no concept of fascism they have no they have no concept <laughs> of like it's like it's like okay so in a capitalist society we're going to upend our economy and reduce our ability to be productive and uh reap the benefits of that so we can control people and then once we've controlled them we won't have anything to do right with to that do <laughs> yeah we're to lead it i don't know it just it's a very you know all of this for a level of control that is far less powerful than Pokemon Go. Like mm-hmm. gave the whoever was in charge of that. I think it was the Russians. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's 
we are uh, now more than ever very easy to control and being controlled on a regular basis by the forces of the market. Yeah. Yeah. And suddenly everyone's an expert on coercion and control yeah. uh, with only by only thinking like if it's something I don't like, it's the government takeover rather than like it's kind of already taken over. Have you noticed like you probably only buy everything you own from four places? Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's you just have to kind of change adjust your filter to actually see how little choice or freedom you have but right. we have you have consumer choice which mm -hmm. has now been paraded around as freedom right like i sometimes wonder how much because like i talk about how like i think a lot of white supremacists and people who you know do things that suggest that they believe in white supremacy like there's a cognitive dissonance there where they know it's a lie and they're like and that's like where some of the hate and then anger comes from is like they know they're not superior. And like I do wonder on stuff like this where they're making up a conspiracy theory about control while living a life that is thoroughly controlled by just by a different thing that mm -hmm. is like totally out of their control like if there's like a a thing where they're they there's a part of them that knows that it's just not the conscious part because like when you look at models of consciousness it's like you know 5% of our thoughts are like we, are things that we're aware of and like the rest is just going going on below the surface reactive, and you're just like right. not aware uh yeah. and it's and it can be complicated it's not just like uh that's the lizard part of the brain it's like there are thinking forces that you're just like not aware of because like that you can only take in so much at a given time. Like I do wonder if like people are making up these conspiracy theories because it gives them like some sense of control while also uh, at some level fully aware that like they, they lack that control. It's just not yeah. the government controlling them. Dude, there's yeah. a lot of control right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Shout out to the love. game Control on PlayStation. Shout out to Janet. The, Miss Jackson, if you yeah, Control. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> I was just thinking about that, too. I don't know. I mean, I think it is. I, I think on a subconscious level, they know like they're what they're holding on to are just shreds of useless paper in the form of like their ideology. But it's this like, but the conspiracy thing. Yeah, for sure. Like if you can articulate the conspiracy, then on some level, you're smarter than what's happening and you can at least explain right. your a distant or perceived oppression or whatever it may be. And mm -hmm. then that gives you, it's like, Oh, well you see, you guys don't even know. I know <laughs> there. Right. I had heard I during, during the, uh, I don't know, in the past year, and I'm, I don't know the specific term for it, but it was the takeaway was basically, it's almost sort of like um, conspiracy validation that there is a, that there's a um a feedback loop, a sort of like positive reinforcement thing that happens. Like the more that you that individual sort of pushes against the what everyone else sees to be the truth, it reinforces the need for the truth that that person sees, the conspiracy theorist person uh, sees. It's like a little, you know, it's like a little dopamine hit every single time. Oh, it's yeah. like no. No, I know the truth. I know because it, it, it gets in and they, they sort of spoke of it. It gets in a little bit of sort of like a martyrdom frame of mind. It gets a little bit into sort of like, it's definitely in control. Um, and it gets into sort of like a, um, 
it, it's a weird investment. It's like a sideways investment in hope. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. But it's also, in a weird way, it's a sideways investment in hope, and it's also sort of like a, a really dark, comfortable place to be in. Yeah. Because as long as that that threat is there, then you will then that person will have this sort of like the the cause to fight for, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the, the purpose. And it's a yeah, and it's a construct there that offers them the most comfort mm-hmm. for however they take the yeah. wor- in the world. So I mean, I do think the yeah. the central lie that like everybody knows at some level they're telling themselves and like is aware of is that you are one of seven billion people in the universe, mm-hmm. and that that yeah. is like a if you stop and think about that, that is a wildly insignificant like feeling, and so. I think conspiracy theories and like some of the things you guys are talking about, like that makes you the center of the universe. Yeah, main like that just like suddenly that's, you are. I'm going to save who you. Understands it. Yeah, and yeah. like that's what the Matrix is really about, and like all these movies, like Star Wars, all the most popular movies are just like creating an environment where for a second you can imagine a reality where you are not one of seven billion people. You are actually the one, the most. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally the one. And yeah, our exceptionalism is, is yeah, it's fucked up. It's toxic, yeah. and now this feedback loop is just destroying. It's like weird. Now we're seeing like people have just completely mainlined that sort of way of thinking, right. and it's allowed for no consideration of anyone except for yourself. And we've never, we've never, we don't have the the spiritual background in Western culture that that kind of leans into that thing. It's like, it's much better to be a part of a whole, yes. like to be, mm-hmm. to, to see yourself as like a, in, in a, there's a continuity to that. We just lean against this. Like, no, I got to make my mark. I got to stand yes. out. I got to exactly. sort of get what's mine. When really it just like, freezes you, you know, there should be something liberating about knowing that there isn't all this pressure on you. Yeah. To yeah. be the one yeah. that you are. What's what separates you from an ant. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah. you've walked, you, you just so you know, you walk around and you probably killed a ton of ants without even fucking thinking about it because that's just where shit is. And the way we pass away or our lives, it's a, the same. It's just random. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's freaky as shit. But on the other side of it, that can be very liberating if you can embrace this idea of that life is finite, that it's yeah. precious, that because it's precious, you have so many things to have gratitude for. But instead, you want to just be like, well, I'm John McClane. <laughs> I was, what the fuck kind of way you, you want to live like that fuck yeah. that i want to be someone in the background i don't have the pressure on them to fucking be whatever just be you that and that's good sh- enough yeah. all, all of these police shootings uh that we're just you know hearing about every day like made me think about like whether that whether that mentality of like wanting to be the protagonist in a story is like like the the sixteen year old boy who was killed because he had an air pellet gun, and mm-hmm. uh, in Maryland, uh, the like that it just there there seems to be so many opportunities for de escalation, but there's there's just like this desire to I, I feel like just like make yourself like this like that's kind of the most dramatic way that you can sort of enact your importance like as yeah. opposed to other people is by killing one of them i have i have a, a like a a memory of my dad at a point when 
things were not good for him and he he had some problems when there was a there was a moment where as those things were happening he descended into this period of time when he would just watch Clint Eastwood movies mm. by himself yeah and westerns and he completely disappeared into this like fantasy fulfillment place for himself mm. And, you know, some things kind of came out sideways around that time. And, you know, hearing this again, it just reminds there's so many people who who have the opportunity, especially now, God, with, with the Internet and stuff, to spoon feed yourself this kind of like narrative that, right. that, that will quiet whatever discomfort you're having inside yourself with yourself with this other thing. Yeah. And then the cool thing is you can take it out to the streets Mm-hmm. and act it out and, in real life and yeah. maybe somebody will film it and then maybe you'll get posted and even negative attention yeah, is that makes you yeah. a more important one of seven billion yeah and if you're lucky you become a meme hey yeah. and that <laughs> is that's how we live on baby. look at me ma i'm a racist meme <laughs> i'm a meme look i'm a meme it's me me <laughs> me 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 uh, mm-hmm. Brian, as always, such a pleasure having you. Man. Oh, so Where fun. can uh, people find you and follow you? You know, followers sound so culty, but uh, if my minions want to engage <laughs> in the truth, I'm on Instagram at the Brian Husky. I'm on Twitter, the Brian Husky. Don't do much there. And then, of course, they can find myself and Charlie Sanders uh, at Bald Talk. Yeah, yeah. Also on iHeartMedia. Yeah, so, wonderful. Yeah. This show. week we got. Can I say who we have this week? Yeah, yeah, do yeah, because it, yeah. it's it's already uh, Ed Helms who has hair. What? But that, ah! but that does not mean and he, does he not reveals st- that he has been wearing a toupee. This he takes whole time? a toupee off on the episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck you, Brian. yeah. He's uh-huh. like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Charlie <laughs> just repping always hard, like kick that fucking toupee. He's got a <laughs> weird <laughs> sideways hair loss pattern that's just uh, it's hard a to sideways. Wait, so how does what's Ed Helms' relationship to the bald the baldiverse? We wanted to sort of talk to someone who had a a great head of hair um, about oh, right. his, their struggles mm. uh, with having hair mm. and issues around that. And you bring out the tiniest violin, <laughs> totally. <laughs> but we did find out that he's got a weird fatty lump on the back of his head, so he can never shave his head because he oh, might wow. reveal that he's got this, uh, you know, this hidden twin growing out of the back uh, of his head. It's like idiot. It's like really loose, like a, like a <laughs> like little a, water balloon. Like, right. Yeah. Oh, that thing's like a little goopy today. Scrotum. Yeah. I told him if he just masturbate more because that's where all the sperm <laughs> right. That's where exactly. all it goes. But he's like, no, Dr. Catalog said no. Yes. <laughs> and is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? No. I, all right. I that really kills your segment. But, it doesn't. Uh, it's fine. Oh, you know what? That's perfectly That's not true. I'm 52, guys. I don't care. I'm old, and things that are gentle make me happy now. They're, I've been following uh, a bunch of nature accounts. So if you want, just looking at animals helps. <laughs> just right. watching animals be cute oh, helps. For sure. Do it if you get stressed out. That's what I've been doing. It's like, oh, look at that bunny. Oh, oh my okay. God. So, Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? I like Twitter. I like Instagram. And I am there at Miles of Gray. And then the other podcast, 420 Day Fiance, that's on Twitch and also as a podcast. Uh, a tweet that I like, you know, I like I like two. First one's from Reductress. It just says, how to walk away from your parked car without locking it five times. <laughs> because literally I'm no a clue multiple locker. Yeah. <laughs> I like to lock it up. I like to see the lights go off. If I don't see the lights go off, 
I will have to do it again. Yeah, my car used to make a like beep sound when it was locked, and now it just is like once it you locks lock and you're it, like, what the fuck? Just, Did it lock? Yeah, where am I getting my? Does it if feedback? you double click it? Does it honk? That's what no, mine does. it doesn't. It doesn't oh, honk. Wow. Uh oh, that's not good. Way too much respect back? for me. No, you yeah. might have to. I might have to be on the lookout. Guys, I'll be one. right back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another one from uh, Chauncey Sugar Sweets at C Sugar Sweets tweets. I like how Ben and Jerry's has all but had a flavor called fuck cops fudge for 40 years, but conservatives just realized like today that it's owned by two libs, so they're shitting yeah. their pants. Right. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. A couple tweets I've been enjoying. Core Y at Soldier Boy 69. Nice. Tweeted bartending. Him, can I get a pina colada? Me, yeah. Him, can you make it virgin? Me, starting to cry. Yes, I know how to make it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's somebody tweeted a breaking news thing. A CDC panel wants to, time to assess the Johnson Johnson vaccine's potential risk. And they tweeted, why is ACDC <laughs> deciding this stuff? And I like that. <laughs> Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you should check out. Miles, what is a song that people should be checking out today? Okay, so I was I was listening to some really like obscure Japanese pop music from the 80s. And then on this album, The Platters, the vocal group, uh, you know, from back in the day, showed up on this album singing in Japanese. And I could not believe it. But, like, there's this whole vibe of 80s Japanese pop that is just, like, so comforting to me because it's so saccharine and, like, it looks like... It's like the musical equivalent of like burying your head in the sand of like the world's ills, which right. I just love when you can nail that sound. But then on top of it, you got the platter speaking in Japanese. It's called I Know Paradise okay. by the platters. And it's on this album called Tokyo 1980s Victor Edition of just like this era when Japanese artists were appropriating that sound like you wouldn't believe. Mm. All right. Well, we suggest you go check that out. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.